Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Hi ladies and uh, gentlemen, and welcome to the most <laughs> sexy episode of Another Digital Citizen. You know why it's a sexy episode of Another Digital Citizen, Look. Why? Hello, and hello everybody, bro. Uh, because it's 2.69. It's 2 times 69. That's why it's a sexy episode. <laughs> the funny sex number times two <laughs> twice the funny sex number <laughs> twice the sex sexy fun number <laughs> that is why it is another digital citizen after dark <laughs> oh uh, welcome to to goofy guys uh i woke up half an hour ago how about you uh no I yeah I woke up in what an hour ago less than that well, well, just a, yeah an hour ago so yeah yeah I'm well, awake totally awake and cognizant of what's going on around me uh, not so much <laughs> I don't know if you ever are that to be honest <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. Or sometimes maybe a little too much cognizant of what's going on around me. Yes. You you know, Lucas had a day where he has had a lot of his mind. When I wake up and I have like six unread messages with YouTube links. That is when I was thinking, oh, cool, someone hasn't slept. <laughs> Yeah, I well, yeah. it was a busy week. Thanksgiving and everything. Uh, that, I mean, yeah. Thanksgiving t- took up what three, two or three days of my week right there, and so I was, I was definitely it was definitely a busy week. I every day was just packed, and today is packed for me. Like I'm gonna do this podcast and then go do a whole bunch of stuff after this. So, how was your gobbler 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 gook today? It was weird. <laughs> I mean. uh... With COVID yeah. and everything, I mean, you don't know. Welcome to yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, in Norway, it's that you don't have Thanksgiving clearly, but like, I've never had a Thanksgiving like this one. I guess is a way to put it. I mean, I don't think anybody's ever had a Thanksgiving like this in America. So it, it's just strange. I didn't have family. Uh, usually, I would have what like fifteen to twenty people would be at like our Thanksgiving. My whole life. All the years of my life, there's been that many people uh, at Thanksgiving, and then this year it was me and my parents, and that was it. Right. It's right. weird. It's weird. I I find it very funny that uh, you your mom made a huge turkey, and I mean huge turkey, and two out of the three people that was there <laughs> ate meat. Right, right. My dad's a vegetarian and we still made a giant turkey. But, I mean, you know, leftovers, we can we can use the meat and we'll make soup out of the uh, turkey bones. 
like you know, make broth and then make turkey soup. How many people this this week after Thanksgiving has included some kind of turkey? Yeah, a lot of people I know because Thanksgiving was so small for a lot of people, they didn't do like a, they didn't cook a Thanksgiving dinner. They like you know, ordered one from a restaurant or something like that and got it to go to their house. I know a lot of people that did that instead of actually, you know, doing what somebody would normally do is like, you know, cook a dinner. But I think the thing is when you have like 15 people, you have to, you have like, can you imagine ordering for 20 people at a restaurant as opposed to, you know, making it. But if you're ordering for three to five people at a restaurant, that's not really as crazy, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's. The whole thing is weird in America with Thanksgiving because it's always like a get together thing where all the people, everybody comes together and you like each person brings a dish. So there's like positives and negatives to this where every single dish that we had in our three person Thanksgiving was amazing, right? When you have a 20 person Thanksgiving, there's always at least one or two dishes that you're like, that is gross, but I have to eat some of it. Because I don't want to make that... Per- I don't want to offend that person. Because they they brought it, you know what I mean? And it's always Uncle, Uncle Philip's macarons too. Or something weird, yeah. Like a uh, green jello salad or something like that, right. <laughs> uh, Norway came out with their Christmas uh, Corona rules today, actually. While, while, while you were asleep, me too, actually. Uh, so uh, the rule is it's not that complicated you're not allowed to have more than five people uh, in your house uh, ten on uh, the days that uh, uh, are like two two days of the Christmas day so either like for example Christmas and New Year's but you still have to keep the one meter rule so if your house isn't like big enough okay uh, yeah well uh, i mean who doesn't have a one meter house though i mean yeah true i'm (laughs) I'm just saying it's the difference between 10 people and five people oh i see right because you have to have one meter between each person yeah that makes sense okay yes but since I'm in the sensitive zone, it's two meters, so I have to keep two meters to everybody. So I'm still so trying to figure out what we're gonna do for my for Christmas here. I know we're definitely not, not gonna have like a you know a, all the family here for thank or not Thanksgiving for Christmas like we usually do, but we're trying to figure out which members of our family are willing to to uh, quarantine. For multiple days, you know, or f- right. for multiple weeks, I guess, uh, and then get together, or if nobody wants to do that, like, it's it's still up in the air, uh, as far as Christmas goes here in America, I, at least for I, I, my I, family. I, yeah, I've told my dad, I'm going to be at uh, home at Christmas, and I'm going to be at home at New Year's. All by my fucking self. Easy done. Right, yeah, totally. <laughs> I think if if people, at least, uh, like, I have, uh, you know, my pod, or whatever they call it, you know, the inner circle, me and my parents, and then 
it's like who wants to uh, quarantine for a few weeks to come <laughs> and uh, exchange presents for what a day or two? You know what I mean? It's like it's very it's really weird time uh, for the holidays uh, during COVID. Uh, but uh, not everybody is taking this so serious. Uh, the U.S. Thanksgiving traveling is, uh, of course, going to. I'm I'm going to guess that we see a peak in the numbers uh, in two three months. Uh, actually, what's his name? Fauci already came out and said expect a uh, coronavirus spike in, in the next right. few weeks because of. Thanksgiving travel. It says here, uh, millions of Americans who traveled against the advice of public health officials tried to stay safe as they hunkered down with their families for Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving travel traditionally comes with highs and lows, but even more fraught this year as travelers attempt social distancing while navigating crowds in airports. Um, Lexi Cosmo said she encountered people standing too close in airport terminals, some not wearing masks, uh, wearing their in, or wearing them improperly. Uh, some uh, here's a flight attendant who said that people on planes, like people in the airport, apparently they're they'll they're observing the rules, right? But once they're on the plane, they're relaxed and they're just hanging out. That's when people start taking their mask off, kind of not um, paying attention to the rules as much. It says here more than one or 12.7 million Americans have been diagnosed with the virus since the pandemic start uh, earlier this year. And now death, deaths have topped 20, uh, 262 thousand according to john hopkins university i mean i don't understand it uh i mean uh, if you get a meal for example on the plane right like what the fuck are you to do are you going to eat through the mask i think they stopped in-flight um beverages a while ago at least here in america okay right uh so well i haven't been on a plane since then uh I know like one or two people. Like, I know, yeah, I know one or two people that have been on planes, and uh, I know it's like a miserable uh, experience to go on a plane right now. <laughs> it says here millions of Americans took to the skies and highways as well ahead of Thanksgiving, despite of warnings and pleas from elected officials uh, in a number of states to stay home. I mean, they they would be safe if they are just one in one car. But the problem is, who the fuck is one in one car going to Thanksgiving dinner? It's like you, your your wife, your kids. Right. And and, well, grand- let's say you're driving. Uh, you have to, depending on how far it is, you got to stop and get gas. So then you're yep. stopping and going to this place before you go to somebody's house and you're interacting with somebody or you're touching the gas pump or whatever else. Uh, I did see yesterday that the CDC apparently said it's no longer a two-week quarantine that they're recommending in America. It's a 10-day quarantine in America now, according to the CDC, which I think is weird to do right before Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, that is weird. 
why all of a sudden the Dust of Four extra dice doesn't count? I just think, you know, tradition is clearly stronger than logic in American society. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes. (laughs) I'm glad you said it. (laughs) Hey, I live here. I can say say that stuff. Uh, But yeah, uh, you probably got uh, COVID uh, earlier than you thought, by the way. So you had had it for a longer time, according to the U.S. officials. See, the weird part is I did have, like, a weird uh, respiratory illness in, like, 2019, end end of 2019, yeah. Yeah, end of uh, November. Right. It says here, the coronavirus was present in the U.S. weeks earlier than scientists and public health officials previously thought. It says, even before cases in China were publicly identified, the virus Mm -hmm. and illness that caused COVID-19 were first identified in Wuhan, China in December of 2019, but it wasn't until January 20th that the first confirmed COVID-19 from travelers returning from China was found in the U.S. However, findings published by the Clinical Infectious Diseases, uh, the Journal of Clinical Infectious Diseases, suggest that coronavirus... Uh, had infected people in the U.S. even earlier than that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Researchers came to this conclusion after the U.S. CDC and the Prevention Analyzed Blood Donations Collection from the American Red Cross uh, found evidence that coronavirus antibodies in 106 out of 7,389 blood donations. The CDC had analyzed the blood collection between December 13th and January 17th. Ah, oh, oh, that's smart. Okay. The presence of antibodies in people's blood means they were exposed to the virus, in this case, the coronavirus, and that the body's immune system had already de- triggered a defense response. That's how they know that these people had already contacted some sort of... So, right, right, right. Because you, you could always take the test and see if you ever had it, because I know some people that did that. What it's suggesting here is that people had coronavirus in America before we even ever heard of it in China. China, yeah. That is interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. So much for your China virus, Republicans. Come from China. (laughs) Oopsie. Maybe we just needed a place to blame it on. Hint, hint, Donald Trump. Well, remember at the beginning when China was blaming, they were saying uh, the U.S. invented, and then uh, China was saying the U.S. invented it and and mm-hmm. infected China, and then the U.S. came back, Donald Trump came back and said, no, China infected the U.S., <laughs> and that was the back and forth, if you remember that, when, I did. what, the beginning of this year, I guess. Yeah. Well... Maybe it's over. Maybe it's over. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Knock on wood. Knock on everything you have. Knock on the floor, the wall, everything. It's I'm going to knock soon. on my head because it's basically wood, right? <laughs> Which head? Uh, yeah. <laughs> a little of both. It's, it's a little of both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, the. Uh, 
UK is going, uh, it seems like already next week, uh, going to give or uh, starting the COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, but they are criticized by the EU. Right, remember They're the fi- Pfizer... Remember oh, the sorry. Pfizer vaccine we talked about? The one yes. that was like 95% effective? We yeah. talked about it two weeks ago, I want to say? Yeah, two. Right, okay. right, okay. There is a 100% effective vaccine out there, according to right. research right now. But it says here, uh, the EU is criticizing Britain's rapid approval of the Pfizer and bio... bio is it BioNTech or BioNTech? I think it's BioNTech. COVID vaccine on Wednesday, saying its own procure... Oh, its own was more thorough after Britain became the first Western country to endorse the shot for COVID-19. The move to grant the emergency authorization for the vaccine has been seen by many as a political coup by Boris Johnson, who has led the country out of the EU and faced criticism for for his handling of the pandemic. Is it a coup, Really? And I feel like Boris Johnson has done fairly well ever since he himself got COVID. Like, before he got COVID, he was doing badly. He got COVID, and then all of a sudden Boris Johnson was like, you know what, we need to lock this country down. (laughs) (laughs) I know how it is. (laughs) It's strange how that works, isn't it? (laughs) I wish that happened the same with Trump. Oh, it didn't. It didn't, no. Uh, Well, he had... He had God and anime on his side, so... Um, oh, that's... That's true. In, in an unusually blunt statement, the European Med- Medicines Agency, which is in charge of approving COVID-19 vaccines for the EU, said its longer approval procedure was uh, appropriate as, as it was based on more evidence and required more checks than an emergency procedure, which was chosen by Britain this week. Can I can I tell you uh, this is one of the biggest fucking reasons I have heard for the UK to be happy they are out of the EU now. Right, but it, it seems like even though they're out of the EU, the EU is still enforcing their rules on them, right? The right. Brit, like Britain's out of the EU, but the EU is saying, "Hey, you can't do that because of our rules." And the to me, that's like, wait, they're not in the EU. That Your, your rules don't affect them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, no. I, I just really, 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 really hope. Uh, they are saying January, February here in Norway. Uh, oh, for the rollout. Right. I mean, there's a lot of talk about it here. Who's going to get it first? Obviously, old older people younger um or older people and people with immune deficiencies are going to get it first obviously yeah Yeah. Uh, i'm on the list (laughs) right i'm probably way down on the list in america uh because i'm fairly healthy middle-aged person so uh but i'm not i'm I'm not concerned because i live in the middle of nowhere i don't need i'm not worried about it uh get getting it or giving it to other people as long as i you know actually social distance, which other people, some people are just not able to do right now because, I mean, in America, we're not helping people to not do that, right? We're not give. when was the last time 
anybody got any help from the government to not to to not go places. Uh, it was well, months and months and months ago, and yeah. Yeah, the only thing is that I'm very afraid of the zombie monks. Minks, sorry, that will come and attack you, but we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk later. about that in a bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, the zombie minks. Yes, we're going to talk about zombie minks. Uh, okay, but let's uh, talk about something uh, even more uh, devastating than the COVID-19. Let's talk about the, the Iran uh, uh, that said uh, they killed an Israeli... A nuclear scientist remotely. This isn't scary at all. Okay, well, I'm gonna redo that uh, headline because you got that backwards. You you just thank you reversed it. Iran says Israel killed its oh, okay. military nuclear scientist. There you go. A top Iranian security official Monday accused Israel of using an electronic device to remotely kill a scientist who found founded the. Islamic Republic's military nuclear program. Ali Shamkani, the secretary of the country's Supreme National Security Council, made the comments at the funeral of Mohessen Fakhirzadi. Good? Sure. You happy with that? <laughs> Where yeah. Iran's defense minister separately vowed to continue the man's work. Uh, Israel, long suspected of killing Iranian scientists over the last decade has repeatedly declined to comment on the attack. Uh, they've now come out and said, Iran, uh, that they are, they are going to retaliate in in response to this. What do you think about that, from? Yeah, no, let's let's that that is exactly what I wanted. I want uh, Iran and. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Israel to fight. That is definitely what I want. I, this is right after Mike Pompeo went around and did his whole tour of the Middle East, and then this happens right afterwards. I'm not. Con- I'm not really surprised to be honest. It's clearly this is all being backed by the U.S. I think mm-hmm. that's pretty clear to me. I don't know what you think about that. I have no clue. I think the U.S. is backing Israel in it, in in this endeavor to try to start some type of conflict. We even saw, I don't know if you saw this, but last week it was revealed that uh, Donald Trump tried to start a war with Iran after he realized he had lost the election. <laughs> right. But then his own uh, military generals were like, no, you can't just start a war because you lost. That's not how that works. <laughs> Well, he hasn't lost the election, so that is uh, fake news. That is fake news. I saw him. I saw him behind a very small, small table. That <laughs> was so funny. That's so good. Yeah, he didn't lose. Right. <laughs> why? Why was that picture so fucking funny? Like it's. It looked like a toddler. Like it's because like, where did they get the table? Where did they get that table from? <laughs> <laughs> Did they get it in Japan? They had it shipped over. Like <laughs> maybe. Uh, last week we talked about uh, uh, the France police and the terrible thing that happened uh, there with the, uh, the migrant camp about, uh, from last update. week, right? Yeah. 
it says here France uh, is going to rewrite the security bill after protests from last week. So we had talked about the security bill, and it was the reason that the police were able to crack down on these pro uh, on these migrants, right? Uh, but the reason they created the security bill initially was to crack down on yellow vest protesters, right? But then the police used it to crack down on migrants instead of yellow vest protesters. Uh, so the French politicians they will say they are going to totally rewrite part of the controversial security bill amid national outrage over a police assault on a black man. The huge protests across France on Saturday saw... Uh, oh on Saturday against Article 24 uh, uh, of the bill. Uh, there were fears the new law could stop people exposing police brutality, which I guess we exposed some police, police brutality last week in France. Uh, four policemen are now under criminal investigation for the beating of a black music producer, Michael Zeclair, in Paris. The assault happened at his uh, music studio earlier this month and the video surfaced just last week. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think this is uh, better uh, better late than never. Is that the expression you use? Oh, I mean, they just kind of made this uh, bill to fight against something that has been... Ha How long has the Yellow Vest movement been going on? Three years? Uh, yeah, approximately, uh, right. at least. And they made this bill, and then the police, it, basically instantly, as soon as that bill was written that gave them leeway to do more violence, guess what they did? Yeah. More violence. <laughs> and yeah. that, and uh, people exposed that, and then the government went, okay, maybe that was a bad idea. Uh, which, I guess that, that, good on the French government is what I say, as long as they actually make it work. It says here, Christopher Castaner, the head of Emmanuel Macron's group of centrists in the uh, in the parliament, said Article 24 will completely be rewritten and a new version will will be submitted to be voted on. So, we'll, this is going to be an ongoing uh, story, I think is the point. Marie Le Pen was the lady that we were thinking of last week, by the way. I all I all of a sudden remember that now. Right, and you say the name, and now I instantly get Karen haircut in my head. Like I see the Karen, <laughs> the yes. Karen helmet on her. <laughs> I don't know why I all of a sudden remember that now. Right, I, that was random, but yeah, uh, yeah. But look, 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 look. Now we have to be serious because we have to talk about one of the most scary things I have ever read in my entire life. There is there is zombie minks in Denmark. I feel like we've been talking about the mink uh, story for a while and it, it's getting crazy. Cold minks in Denmark rise from the dead. In horror oh. to the country. Oh, yeah. I would... If I read that headline, I I would also be a little scared. <laughs> if all of a sudden, like, dead minks came up, up from the dead, yeah, I would be very scared. I still think they're cute. Uh, even a zombie mink would... I would be like, 
hanging out with it, I'd be like, hey, you want a treat? You know, like, I'll teach you yeah. some tricks if you want, like, a treat, Mr. De Mo Zombie Mink. Uh, uh, you you would think they, will, they are cute today, bite you in the neck. <laughs> right, exactly. There's, like, 20 of them, like, totally yeah. ravaging your body, and I'm like, oh, they're so adorable. <laughs> uh, Super cute. Dead minks are rising from their graves in Denmark as a rush... A rushed cull over fears of coronavirus mutation led to thousands being slaughtered, as we've talked about in the past. Mm -hmm. As the bodies decay, gases can be formed, Thomas Christensen, a national police spokesman, said. This caused the whole thing to expand a little. In this way, in the worst cases, the minks get pushed up out of the ground. Uh, and I have seen pictures of this, and it looks so fucking gross. Uh, yeah, it, well, just the photo we have here of them being buried, it looks like a giant yep. mass grave, doesn't it? Yep, yep. I mean, like, a really disturbing mass grave. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, zombie, I guess, is a little far-fetched. It's not like they're I coming know. out of the ground and running away, but they, the thing that I find, why don't you just bury them deeper? Is my question, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Dig a deeper hole. It says here the uh, <coughs> there were several thousand minks which were buried in a mass grave on a military training field. Uh, they have tried to counter the macabre phenomenon by shoveling extra soil on top of it, uh, mm -hmm. which the corpses were in a one meter deep trench. So they buried them one meter deep, and they still surfaced? That's, hmm, that's crazy. Okay, now a little timeline thing. Uh, so we ended the show last week. Uh, I sent you a link uh, saying that, guess what? Uh, they have uh, found uh, the monolith that we talked about in Utah. After like six hours, uh, <laughs> after we we ended the show, everybody was there and everybody was taking pictures of it. Right. Okay. So uh, last week we talked about the monolith in Utah. Yes. That's where we should start. And we we were like pointing out, uh, hey, this might be uh, interesting. This might be an interesting story. Uh, mm-hmm. And you sent me the thing about it. A guy on Reddit found found it, right, using Google Maps. Right. Yes. Right. And so then people were able to go there because of this one guy on Reddit. And I think even a TV show filmed there, as, as far as I'm to understand. Did you see something about that? Yeah. Okay. I saw Yes. So we, there people. is going to be some episode of a TV show somewhere that has this in it. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. And then, uh, some days after that, uh, guess what? Uh, someone stole it. Or we don't know if they stole it or if it was the people that actually owned it that came and re retrieved it. But, but it, we do it, have video, apparently, there is video that I've seen of somebody, the, of the people who did take it, right? Right. It wasn't taken by aliens. There were three dudes no. who showed up and removed it. <laughs> right. And put it on, on, on a truck. 
and just drove out of there. But we don't know who they are or oh. whether it was actually their creation or not or whether they were right. just... Who knows who those people were? Right. So that is everything that we have about the Monolith. Oh, wait. Hmm. Is there another Monolith, you say? In Romania? Mysterious Monolith found in Romania. Dazed after similar one vanished in Utah. I really, really, really hope it is the same Monolith. That would be so fucking funny. Well, I think uh, the funniest part is that last week, I said, wouldn't it be hilarious if it disappeared and then showed up in a whole different place <laughs> around the world? Right. And that's exactly what happened. Like, literally, exactly what I said last week uh, yeah. happened. And you were like, wasn't there this movie? Isn't there, like, a movie where that happened? And I was like, I listened back to the podcast and was like, what is that movie that Fro was thinking of where, like, this monolith just appeared around... Monoliths appeared all around the world. Did you figure out what it was, or was it Arrival? Arrival, yes. It was Arrival. Which was, like, that alien movie with, uh... What's yeah. her name? Uh, uh... God, I can't remember really, her name. Everybody's seen yeah. Arrival, though. Right, with the yes. squid aliens. Squid aliens. One of the best... Squid Alien movies there is. It is one of the best Squid Alien movies, for sure. Yeah. Of all the Squid yeah. Alien movies, right. So, then, yeah, like, and of course it is, like, but it's, it is so weird that uh, it came from Utah to Romania. Right, and now we're seeing the second monolith that popped up in, in Romania a few days ago has also now disappeared from. Right. What a surprise. Oh, it, next week, are we going to be talking... Where Do we want to take bets on where the next city or country... Uh, let's do country, where it's going to pop up next week. Well, Romania is in Europe. Uh, and since we have been in the United States, I'm going to guess uh, Africa? Wow. You're okay, but you country, not continent. Because I had already picked a country in Africa in my head, and somehow you went there. Congo. So I said Nigeria. Oh yeah. You said Congo. Nigeria. Congo, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What was the first thing that came in mind? Hey, uh, look. Do you remember how much Melina Trump fucking hates Christmas? Yeah, she does. Uh, well, according yeah. to the n mainstream news in the middle of this year, Melina Trump really hates Christmas, or at least decorating for Christmas. Yeah, that's the one thing she she hates about being the first lady is decorating the Christmas tree in the White House. Which I thought was always a weird thing, because wasn't it the year before in Christmas, where everybody made fun of her Christmas decorations. Remember when it was like this yes. dark, like evil-looking yes. Christmas tree? So dark. It looked evil. like it looked like a scene from Star Wars. Star Wars? No, I was thinking, uh, uh what's his name? Who did uh, Nightmare for Christmas? Uh, oh yeah, uh, Tim Burton. Yeah, like Tim Burton, if he was to decorate the White House for Christmas, that's what it looked like. This does not look like that this year. Yeah, I haven't seen this video, actually, so I have okay. no fucking clue. 
All right. Well, I mean, you sent me the article about her, and I was like, okay, well, then I yeah. want to go see what this looks like. So let's check out like a couple minutes. It's a four minute video, but we're not going to watch the the whole thing. So. All right. Okay. In three, two, one, play. Melania, or was that the statue from her home country? <laughs> but it is pretty. Oh, give her that. Of course, she did all this by herself. Right. She, she didn't just walk in to get filmed after every. Right. It was already set up. <laughs> right. She did it all by herself. She was a good, good girl. Be Did, best, Look. Wh what does that mean? Be best? I, that's not even correct <laughs> English. <laughs> well, you have to remember. It is Melania. Me. Okay, yeah, or, yeah sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and she did set it all up, so. Yes, all by herself. Okay, the first Christmas ornament had Natalia on it. I think there's yeah, going to yeah. be some... We could probably stop it there, right? Yeah, that's probably right. good. The first ornament they showed said Natalia. I feel like there's going to be some Russiagate people that are going to go crazy over that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some oh, conspiracy. Natalia is actually this woman from uh, Trump's cabinet who actually worked with a Russian ambassador. So, I have to ask you. Do you think CNN are uh, leftists? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no? No, I don't. I, I think we've made it very clear how we feel about CNN here on this podcast. <laughs> Is it almost like we think they are definitely not leftist, Luke? Uh, if, I wouldn't even say they're left or right. I would say they are uh, CIA. <laughs> I, I would call them a centrist news organization. But uh, yeah, Lucas uh, is going to tell the truth. Well, you did it. But the Tron is going to tell the truth as well. Uh, CNN is not leftist. This is Tron, but Tron tells the truth. How did he call CNN the channel for leftists? By communists, radicals. Every time I watch CNN, I cannot get the impression at all. But again, I'm from Norway. And you're left is from the right for us on any issue. When I watch CNN, I can watch they're not a leftist network just because the commercials. Invest in Dubai. Yeah. Shit, are you kidding me? I don't have that much money. I don't even have money enough to invest in a, in a new fridge. But invest in why? Invest in Croatia. Invest in big companies. I also watch their programs, Living Golf. Yeah, most people don't fucking play golf. It's just a rich fucking bastard, middle-class lazy asshole who has nothing to do. Like fucking tennis, the most worthless shit spot on them all. I know sometimes that leftists always want to pretend they're more than they are. A regular life, a normal interest, is not enough. They have to try to pretend like, hey, we can be conservative too. We can have values like that rich assholes too. But again, I prefer the fake asshole. Yeah, I do. The fake asshole admits it's an asshole. Not 
pretending liberals. And that's why they fucking hate you. CNN, it's good. But today I can watch the channel for more than 20 minutes without hearing the name of President Golden Shower. Yeah, if you wonder why I call the sitting president President Golden Shower, look into Russia prostitute Golden Shower and the fucking name of the president. And you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, why if CNN going to be considered to be a normal people's network, why don't they advertise for things people use like cars, like food, like video games, like things ordinary people with ordinary salary buy and use. Ordinary people have salaries, don't have three jobs to invest in Dubai or Croatia. Well, they can't even afford the places to travel to them at all. But again, CNN need money and need much money because people who work there are getting paid a lot. You know, like every rich socialist there is earn millions of dollars to be on television. What we need is a real network who is from the left. Then I mean the left from the center, not fake fucking liberals in the middle who can't make up their fucking minds whatever they are, what they are in the world, who try to stand in two places at once, who never works. What we need is people say, yeah, I'm all fucking leftist, and I'm fucking proud of it. No, I'm not Dan and... I'm not Chavez, I'm not Cuban, or like Fidel Castro or anything shit like that. No, I don't support Eastern Europe. But why? Why do people to the left always have to defend what they're not for? Why cannot... And people from the right never had. You can say Prelnav, I'll support Reagan, even if they didn't know that Reagan screwed the fucking country. You can say that you believe I'm proud of the Nixon by fucking bomb people to fucking pieces. The right can never defend a sh never have to defend a shit what they do. But we don't people to the left, we always have to defend every person in the world who done something wrong who says it's from the left or the center. I don't think CNN is a radical network. I think it's a right-wing network, like most fucking networks. They are like the talking class. People talk and talk and talk and talk and nag and nag and nag and nag. We don't come up to any solution, discover anything hard or terrible at all. We need more like the Young Turks. And I hope after this, they will invite me on. This was Tron, where Tron tells the truth. Have a nice day. That was uh, Tron telling the truth, uh, Luke. Thank you, Tron. Uh, let's talk about President Golden Shower. Uh, Tron pointed this out, saying, uh, go look up President Trump and Golden Shower and why he calls him that. Where mm -hmm. Do you remember where that allegation is from? from? Yeah, I do. The Russian dossier thing. Uh, right, the Steele dossier, right? Yeah. Was it was that proven to be a accurate document? No, it was proven actually to be false. To be completely made up and actually was yeah. created by the Russian government as disinformation. It was proven. So, yeah. if you're somebody who believes in Russiagate, 
mm-hmm. and believes in the Steele dossier, you are contradicting mm-hmm. yourself because believing in the Steele dossier is believing in Russian, Russian disinformation, correct? Yes. Okay. We can move on 100%. from Tron Tells the Truth. Yeah, 110% correct. Hey, look, I forgot some TV shows that I uh, saw last week. Uh, the Flight Attendant, this is with uh, Kelly Kuko, uh, the girl from uh, The Big Bang Theory, for people that don't know. Oh, right, shows. right. Uh, is it, how do you say it? Co- Coco? Kuko? Kiko? Kuko. Something, Kuko. sure. I, I say Kuko. Kuko. <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, this is a very amusing little show. I I, I think it's it's better than it's supposed to be. <laughs> and by that I mean, I I I I'm going to be completely honest. I have never been a fan of her. She, I think she was the one the weakest link of. Uh, uh, the Big Bang Theory. To be honest, I I I don't like that thing, like whimsy, dimsy, blonde that doesn't understand anything. Right? Have hard. you ever but, seen the original pilot of Big Bang where she wasn't in it? Yes, yes, I I have. I yeah, you kind of have to wonder what that show would have turned out if they had gone with the original concept instead of bringing yeah. her in as the ditzy blonde, right? Uh, but TV news, anime. Animaniacs episode taken down after accidentally featuring sex hotline phone number in an episode. We talked oh, about yeah, Animaniacs so... last week, I think. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about this. This and I, I sent you that. This, this is so funny. An episode of Animaniacs so... had to be temporarily, temporarily taken down after it featured a telephone number for a sex hotline on accident. It was a five 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 number, which. Like, in movies and TV shows, everybody knows is, like, 555 is, like, the classic doesn't-actually-go-anywhere phone number, right? Right. Except they added a 1-800 before the 555, which does go somewhere, right? (laughs) Mistake by them, I suppose. Or maybe it wasn't. Uh, I, I, uh, Internet Today called them. (laughs) It was kind of funny. Oh, called the sex hotline. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. In the beginning of one of their shows, just I, I remember in middle school, uh, the mi- outside of middle the middle school, there was a phone like a payphone. So this was like in the whatever late nineties when mm. payphones still existed. There was a payphone that uh, had been broken, and you could kind of just call anybody on it uh, without putting in quarters or anything. So, of course, being middle school boys, what did we do? We called up sex hotlines in the 90s, and they basically were the same thing that this is now. I heard the uh, audio of this one, and it was like, wait, these still exist in, in 2020? What, who is calling up a sex hotline in 2020? <laughs> but yeah, back to the flight attendant. She doesn't play this, like, whimsy dimsy stupid girl here and and uh, yes maybe she is a little like o- overreacting at, at certain points but i really like this show i have seen now three episodes of this and uh, i will give it a strong seven and a half uh, maybe even eight uh, and it's on hbo okay uh I, i've been pretty busy this week uh i mean the first 
what, three days of the week were pretty much just uh, all Thanksgiving, and I didn't really watch a lot of TV. I was just hanging out with my parents, so, uh, you know, mostly cooking. Uh, but I guess, what, Friday night? And then Friday night, I was basically, all I did Friday night was research our main topic, which we're going to talk in a minute. And then after that, uh, what, Saturday night, I watched a whole bunch of Cinnamon Toast Ken from. I had never gotten oh. into Cinnamon Toast Ken. Do you like Cinnamon Toast yeah, Ken on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever checked out his channel? Because, like, he, I've seen him on other people's channels. Like, I've seen him on PewDiePie's yeah. channel. I've seen him on Markiplier's channel. You know what I mean? But I've never, like, oh. checked him out as, like, a creator. No, I, I, I subscribe to his YouTube channel. Well, yeah, I, I am now. Uh, I never really got into him because I always thought he was more of just like a just like every other gaming channel, right? But then I went there, and there's barely any game gaming happening on the Cinnamon Toast Ken channel. Uh, there is some, that, not that there's not, but I found his series on Gypsy Brides, which he's done a bunch of mm -hmm. videos on Gypsy Brides, which I showed you, Gypsy Sisters, right? Yeah. Which Gypsy Brides, I guess, is a current version of that same show that's still running, actually, Fro. So if you want to check out Gypsy Brides, I think that might be something... You would enjoy, probably. Uh, he does a series where he kind of makes fun of uh, that show with a friend of his, where they, it's, I would describe it kind of like MST3K, where they just kind of watch the show and make fun of it. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. I, I like the channel. Some of it's not great, and some of it's really fun. But uh, I had fun with this, fun with it this week, and because there was not a lot of TV to watch, uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give his channel, what, an 8.5? Cool. I saw 30 Coins. This is a horror show uh, from uh, Spain. Uh, it is about uh, this father, Vigera, uh, that is trying to collect... The 30 coins that Judas uh, got that, uh, when he betrayed uh, uh, Jesus. Oh, okay. And, You're right. Yes. And the people that has those 30 coins uh, has a power, according to a legend. This is very horror. This is very me. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite shows so far uh, this year. Uh, sadly, I've just seen one episode, so I'm not going to go bananas, because who knows, you can go very shit down the drain after one episode. But so far, I'm going to give it a 9. Yeah, that concept is always interesting. I mean, it's been used about a million times. I remember there was a yeah. series of Burger King VHSs. Burger King released a series of four VHS tapes of the Ninja Turtles, right? Yeah. And the whole concept of the the four VHS tapes was that an alien race fell, uh, crashed to Earth, and when they did, uh, their ship, which was a giant crystal, split into multiple pieces around the world, and you had to get all the pieces and bring them together to have the power, just like you were talking about, you know what I mean? Like, the 30 coins, you bring them all together, you have the ultimate right. power. That I, I really always liked that concept of as a TV show, so that's interesting. Then you should really check this out. I think you will like it. Another thing I saw this week was the movie show. This is on Sci-Fi. 
It's a variety comedy show with two puppets that talk about movies. It's supposed to be this, uh, 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 like, uh, in the middle of nowhere, uh, uh, like, uh, local news network uh, has a movie show. Uh, but it's very rude and very crude and very funny. Okay. I laughed very much out of this. This is one of the most funny things I've seen this week. Uh, I, saw two, I saw two episodes. One about uh, uh, Jaws was the one. Uh, uh, Jaws and, and, uh, and, and uh, Jurassic Park. But uh, the, the, the second one uh, where they talk about Batman is maybe one of the funniest things I have ever seen in a long time. Okay. Uh, I give it an 8. Uh, I guess the only other thing I really saw was Saved by the Bell 2020 edition. Yeah. Uh, did you, you saw this, I assume? I saw all of it, yes. Oh, I didn't see all of it. I just saw, a, what, two episodes? Uh, no, three episodes. Uh, it's Saved by the Bell 2020 edition. I don't really know what to say other than that, because it's not as good as original Saved by the Bell to me. But I also don't want to shit on it, because it's not bad, right? I loved it. <laughs> right, it's not bad, but I think the original is better. Oh, but I will say, this is better than The College Years. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awful. But it's not as good as original Saved by the Bell. That's my only thing about it. But I still had fun with it, and I'm going to continue to watch it. Uh, I gave it a 7.5. I don't know. Where were you at with this? Yeah, I'm, I'm at 7.5 as well, actually. Uh, but I, I do disagree with you that it may be... Uh, uh, I, I definitely think it's much, much better than Gold Shares. Some of the episodes of Saved by the Bell doesn't keep up as much as you think they do. Well, no, because I watched Saved by the Bell two years ago for the first time. I never watched Saved by the Bell when I was younger because I didn't have the channel. The first time I ever watched Saved by the Bell was two years ago. So I remember it very clearly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, because for me, it's been a long time since I've seen Saved by the Bell. Right, okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, but uh, I, I, I have, of course, I have like thoughts. I, I just think, I, I just think they kept up the 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 silliness of the show. Oh yeah. I didn't, didn't think they jumped the shark. I, I just think they, they kind of like it is kind of like 2020 of the same show. Oh yeah. That I love. No, I think the, they cast. Uh, I think the thing is they cast it really well. I think all the characters, oh, extremely. the actors who play the yeah. characters, they cast it extremely well. Even uh, the the I was going to say the president, the principal, is even like they cast it perfectly. Even because that was really when you think about the original was a super central character of the show oh, yeah. that connected all the other individual casts of mm-hmm. you know the there was always like the story of these two girls and what's going on with them and then there's the story of zach always but the thing that connected everything was always uh mr belding right yeah and he's very much dead right and they but they made this work in the same fashion that the original did but um i feel like like i said 
maybe it's the nostalgia factor that I don't have as much because yeah. I didn't watch it when I was younger. That could could uh, have affected it for me, I guess. Yeah, but I, I agree with you with the point. 7.5 is definitely up there where uh, I put it. I really loved it. Uh, the last thing that I've seen, uh, I, I saw a lot of Lucifer, but I, I'm not going to talk about it because it's not really a new show, but the, the new new show that I saw this week uh, was called Love and Anarchy. This is a Swedish show okay. on uh, Netflix. Uh, and it is one of the most romantic uh, shows I have seen in quite a while. Uh, and it's very funny, and it's very, like... It's about this lady that uh, becomes a digital uh, uh, upgrader uh, uh, in a book... book sh- uh, uh, what do you call it when people publish books? Book publisher. Okay. And and she meets this very much younger uh, guy that uh, 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 blackmails her because she he has a video of her masturbating in 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 her workplace. And yeah, their friendship like starts with that and like daring each other to do stupid things. Anarchy, that's like why the anarchy part of it uh-huh. is there. Uh, and I think this is one of the sweetest shows I've seen in a long uh, time, and I give it a 8.5. Okay. Uh, the other thing we both saw this week, Moonbase 8, episode 4? Episode 4, right. Yeah. Eh. Uh, visitors, the team learns about a program about the program's budget cuts and what impact they will have on their mission when Elon Musk's SpaceX sets up in in sets up a camp right next door to theirs Cap Skip and Rook are convinced they're they've discovered a solution to their problems Yeah this wasn't a good episode <laughs> I mean it was definitely was it the worst episode though was it worse than episode one? Pro- yeah, I guess it was. Wasn't yeah, it? I, I think so, yeah. I think it's the worst so far, even though Adam Lampert was in this. And you know who else was in this? Uh, it was uh, the daughter from uh, Arrested Development. Is that who that was? Right. right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe. That's her name in the show. Yeah. Yes. So there were some good actors in this. It just the concept was interesting as far as like yeah. the SpaceX versus NASA, um, and they yeah. they're trying to get to the moon, and the other team's trying to get to Mars, right? Uh, and one of the people in SpaceX ha- happens to, of course, uh, be an old colleague of one of the guys who works at the uh, on Moonbase Eight. The whole concept is interesting. The execution, mm-hmm. I didn't think, was great, right? You know, no super laugh-out moment. Kind of like, it was more like hum-hum. <laughs> kind of funny. And the ending was super weird. Like, the ending, we were thinking, like, something has to happen at the ending, but nothing really did. And it, Right, because, well, 
next episode are we are they still going to be there or is the you know what I mean? Or or is this uh, SpaceX camp just going to be gone in their next episode and we're just going to act like that never right. happened? Right. But I feel like yeah. that's what's going to... Next episode, we're going to watch it and that SpaceX thing is just going to be gone and we're going to... It's yeah. like, you know, each episode we've talked about this before is like a... Mm. It, it is in a bubble. There is no, like, coherent yeah. uh, ongoing storyline to this. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe next episode, SpaceX is going to be there still, but I have a feeling... I'm not. I wrong. doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> very, very much. You know, I'm going to give this a five point five. Actually, I'm I'm not disappointed. Was very in the middle of the round. Yeah, I think I gave it a six. Right? I think when we were talking, yeah. I said six, and yeah. we've given. I think the first episode I gave a six point five, and the last episode we gave like a seven point five. Right. So yeah. Uh, yeah, this episode was kind of disappointing, but again, eight episodes, I think, and we're in the middle of the season, so, you know, we've experienced this with... No, we have just two two episodes left. Oh, two episodes left. Jeez, okay, we gotta yeah. figure out what we're gonna do next then, Fro. <laughs> we don't have, we'd have no idea what we're doing next, so if anybody out there has some kind of thing, some show that's happening in, what, three weeks from now, and you want us to sure. review it, go ahead and let us know. Let us know. Let it know. Oh, oh, let us know. Okay. Or, but, or either, Whatever. either, or if, if you know. <laughs> Whatever works for you. Yeah. Hey, look. Uh, there was something called Junior Eurovision this week. Okay. I sent you the link. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch this? Uh, yeah. What did you think about the song? It was a Eurovision song. <laughs> I don't know. No, but what did you think? Did you think it was good? Uh, uh, okay. Fantastic. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was yeah. great or... I didn't think it was bad, but... I, you know, uh, Well, I kind of did think it was bad. It was not something I would drive around with it on the stereo in my car, right? I guess is a good way to put it, but I'm not going to diss it. Uh, it was France that won for the first time in Junior Eurovision uh, with uh, Jomel. Uh, all of the song was in French. That did they get bonus points for me because I like when they just talk uh, French if they uh, have something. Um this is very childish and very junior Eurovision song. It's been a long time since a junior Eurovision song has won junior Eurovision. So this is very like, I think this is very cool if you're like six, seven years old. And very it's very like boppy. Kid, kids bop. Yes, very kids boppy. But I, I didn't like it. I... This is one of my least favorite winners of Eurovision in many, many, many years. Uh, I think it was awful. It was definitely not my favorite. Uh, my favorite. I didn't hear awful. any of the rest of them. You only sent me the one song, so I have only that to go yeah. off of. Uh, but uh, would this win in the normal Eurovision is what I usually sing, uh, say. And I would say, fuck no. 
Okay, main topic. Zoom. Yep. Or Zoom. why is Zoom so popular now, all of a sudden, out of nowhere? Since COVID. Yeah. Right, but I'm not going to write that in, in the actual uh, description of the show, because I don't want to put the words COVID in there. <laughs> I don't want to get flagged, so I'm gonna put a different thing. Like on a run sheet, it says that, but on in the in the actual topic of our show, it's not gonna say that. It's, it's annoying, but it, it's hilarious to think about. But Zoom, <laughs> sorry, Fro, continue. Right, right, right in the wrong way. <laughs> what backwards? Yeah, the Divok. Divok, I like that. That's good. Yeah. Let's 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 keep that in mind when we we're gonna so, we're, we're gonna start a trend Divock the Divock trend <laughs> Divock yeah uh, a little uh, taking where uh, for people that were uh, all, like always when I introduce people to the show I I talked to someone this week that was uh, here and like uh, looking into me and asking me how I was. And she says, she says, you have some funny titles. And I, I, I can honestly say that we use a lot of time on our titles. We use, we use more time on that than I usually would like us to do. Because I'm very tired when I'm done. By the end the of the show, right, yeah. Yeah. I'm very out of energy and I want to go to, to like relax and go somewhere else. But uh, yeah, the title is always like something. Uh, yeah, look at the title. It has always a little like uh, hint of things that will be in the episode, believe it or not. But uh, let's go back to the main topic. <laughs> wow, what a. We w totally went on a tangent there, but Zoom, yes. uh, an American communications technology company in San Jose, California. It provides video telephony. Is that a real word? Video telephony? Yeah. <laughs> That's That sounds like a phony word. Phony! Like live on tape. Telephony. Uh, and online chat services through a cloud-based peer-to-peer software platform, which is used for teleconferencing, telecommunications, distance education, and social relations. Okay. Mm. That's what Zoom is. I think everybody knows what Zoom is at this point in 2020, though. It says here, in the beginning of early 2020, Zoom software usage saw a significant global increase following the introduction of quarantine measures adopted by the COVID-19 pandemic. From Its software products have yeah. faced public and media scrutiny uh, related to sec security and privacy issues. A portion of Zoom's workforce is based in China, which has given rise to the surveillance and censorship concerns of the software. I know someone that never has used Zoom. You? Um, well, I don't. I've never downloaded Zoom. Right? I've been on Zoom. Like, I my my parents have Zoom, and I've talked to like my nieces and nephews over it on their computer, right? Right. right. But you have personally never downloaded Zoom. I've never downloaded Zoom. I know how it works, and I have a con... <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> me, me, on the other side, have actually used Zoom. But yeah. Well, okay, that's where we should start. What do you think of the, the product? Do you enjoy it comparatively to Skype, or... Comparatively no, to, like, a, what, Facebook video or 
uh, Discord, you know. Right. I don't use Discord or Facebook, but... Uh, but uh, you have in the past, so... I have, Sh- sure. Um, no, I like the interface of Skype best. I think you probably we could do the podcast through Zoom, and it would maybe be better in quality when it comes to sound and things. But I, I, I can't bother. I don't. I don't think it would be. I, I think the, well, what, what from the uh, research I've done about Zoom, Zoom is f- focused on the quality of the video, not the quality of the sound. Well, they they are focused on both, but I think mostly like this is one of the things that have shocked me through this uh, this investigation is like uh, why people have used this because. Other uh, instead of other things, but we will talk about it a little later. So right. well, I think that yeah, but I think it is something we should pose the question right now and then talk about it later. Right. But there are ev- everybody has already at the beginning of the year had all these other services which they could have just gone and used those services, right? Why did everybody decide we're all going to download this brand new piece of software we've never seen before? That's the question we're posing, right? Yes, and I do think I have the answer. To okay. That. So I think I think where we should start is where we started, I think, when we initially kind of put this on our radar as a topic we wanted to talk about for the show. Was oh, yeah, that, that was back, back in August, wasn't it? Right, in August, we talked about uh, a court hearing that was Zoom-bombed... Uh, in Florida, of course, it was Florida. For of course, a, a court hearing of Florida teenager accused of uh, being behind last month's Twitter hack. If you remember this Twitter hack, I do. Uh, was interrupted with pornography. Uh, right, they zoom bombed this uh, Florida court hearing with pornography and got them to stop the trial. <laughs> like they had to stop the trial because the. A Zoom call had been bombed with by people uh, who were able to get into the Zoom call and just add whatever they wanted. Right, because you don't have to give your real name; you can make up a fake name. Right, uh, and at the time, I think one of us said, "I think it was me." Said, uh, "Wait a second. They're using Zoom for court hearings? <laughs> right. This seems weird to me. Yeah, and it started. I Like, I, I, our curiosity started out there. And then it, like, like, it went from there, and it went, like, boom! All of a sudden, like, everybody, like, every news agency, every school... Everyone used it. Like in Norway, uh, people were getting homeschooled via Zoom. In Norway, it was getting uh, yoga classes through Zoom, <laughs> uh, cooking classes, dancing classes, even through Zoom. Like everybody was using Zoom. Yeah, around the whole world. Um, but if we go back to March, in this, uh, Zoom is in everybody's living room. In March, we found this BBC article. Uh, 
Zoom, a video conferencing app, has been seeing a huge rise in downloads since quarantine. This week, Prime Minister Boris Johnson tweeted a picture of himself chairing cabinet meetings via the app. This led to questions about how secure it was for government meetings. So this was back in March, Fro, that at least in the UK they were questioning this. Zoom has anger, angrily defended its security record, saying it would answer any questions the government had. We have this... Uh, picture this tweet here from boris johnson and it shows all the people's names who are in this government meeting uh, yeah super stupid by the way by well i mean obviously that's boris johnson he's not the one taking the picture and i assume boris johnson probably yeah. doesn't even know how to use twitter right so <laughs> <laughs> but it is stupid to tweet this out whoever did right it was really dumb yeah. uh but this actually got Zoom ended up having to change their whole, um, the way their interface works because of this tweet. And that is kind of interesting. Right, it says here uh, that, uh, sorry, a cabinet office spokesman moved to clarify the government's position. In a current unprecedented circumstance, circumstances the need for effective channels of communication is vital national Cybersecurity center guidance shows there is no security reason for zoom not to be used for co conversations below a certain classification okay mm -hmm. so they're saying even the at least the british government is was saying in march that it, it is secure enough to talk about things maybe that are not classified okay So, <coughs> sorry. So, should we look a little into who was behind this? Uh, right, Zoom has become a household name since the globe around the globe since the pandemic. But where did Zoom come from? Uh, started in two thousand eleven by Chinese software engineer Eric Yan, Yuan, Yuan. Yeah. Eric Yan, who immigrated from China to Silicon Valley at the age of 27, Zoom has quietly overtaken rivals such as Skype and Microsoft, in part because of some pretty simple features, including adaptive backgrounds. It is free mm -hmm. to anyone but use uh, anyone to use, but its basic package has a 40-minute uh, meeting limit for more than three participants, something that has just lifted for schools... In that has just been lifted for schools in the UK, Canada, and Germany to allow teachers to make use of longer sessions. Okay, so this is clearly how they're making their money, right? Right. They, uh, the, the way to really actually use Zoom is to have a subscription. You can use it for free, but you can only use it for 40 minutes. So if we wanted to do this podcast on Zoom, we would have to be paying for Zoom, right? Yes. Right. Definitely. Uh, why don't we you don't cont continue with that? Yeah. And we don't pay for Skype, so it's like, it's... Why would we? And we don't... If we if Skype disappeared, we would probably move over to Discord, right? Is my guess. We would oh, move oh, over to Zoom. Oh, yeah. Definitely, because we, we know how to record from there. So this wasn't really a plan, like everyone <laughs> using Zoom, that wasn't the plan, because actually it wasn't really built for 
what it is used for. That is what maybe what what a, uh, the things that I find most interesting. Uh, this is an article from CNN. Okay. Uh, uh, some cabinet secretaries' screen names were visible and things like that, but soon grew into vastly profitable business selling business software uh, to businesses that could uh, enable a venture capitalist firm to seamlessly take virtual pitch meetings from around the globe or ex- uh, executive to deliver all hand a remote workforce powering British cabinets were never on the radar. Our company that used to be a hundred percent enterprise focused is now powering the world. It's powering governments, education, social activities. And when other shoe dropped, we, we were like, oh, we need to get ready for this. Uh, is saying uh, the uh, one of the makers of this. So this was uh, actually made for rich people uh, having, uh, like, if I had a meeting with people in Tokyo, Japan, uh, UK, USA, at the same time. This is uh, more an enterprise thing. Right, this was uh, designed for... This was never designed to have... Uh, to be used by every school in the country to try to educate children. This this was designed for business meetings, right? That's what this yeah. software was designed for. Um, and they've tried to adapt it to do other things. But I think the thing that we've read a lot of articles, we've done a lot of research on this, but I think we need to go out of the research and think about why did people go, oh... Well, Zoom is is the thing I need to use now because it these people are using it, and I think that's the, that's what it is. Is like there were a bunch of it's like um it, it it's like when the king would wear a certain fashion, everybody wanted to wear that same type of clothing. Does that make sense? In the old yeah. days, yeah, tempers new clothes. Right, uh, well, no, well, kind of, yes. Uh, all these rich people before coronavirus were already using it for business meetings, uh, apparently, uh, different lower level governmental meetings and things like that. Um, they were paying for Zoom to use in a a business setting, right? And those people then promoted it as like, oh, uh, this is something that you can use during COVID because they were already using it before COVID. So then the uh, all the people around us were like, oh, look, these people who we see as uh, above us, you know, they're the people who uh, are well off. They're all wealthy business people, they're Boris Johnson, they're the Prime Minister of the UK, they're using Zoom, so we should all be using Zoom as well. I almost think this is kind of what, uh, follow the leader kind of mentality, that's why Zoom became so popular during COVID. I don't know, what do you think about that idea? I couldn't uh, disagree more. I, I do think it's mainly because 
of uh, the quality of uh, the products. I, I do think that because uh, having 50 people on Skype, I have tried that. It is awful. Having 50 people on Zoom is very, very like if you if you have a good group leader on right. Zoom, that is flawless. Like it has like you can mute people and unmute people and like the control. I think the I, I, I do think that Zoom was the right product at the right place. I don't think it has anything to do with uh, the rich people who are using it. I do I think it has mainly uh, uh, the 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 futures of the program was uh, what was uh, giving. So, it how do you think all these people found it then? Because it, just having a good because, program doesn't make all these people pe- doesn't make everybody other, around the world just realize, oh, here's this good product. It has to be promoted in some way for people to find it, right? But it was it was promoted by people seeing that it was used. It's a little like, hmm, how how do, do I explain? Have you ever right. played Candy Candy Crush? What like years ago? Like ten years ago, I played okay. Candy Crush. Yeah. yeah. So Candy Crush had this like very big thing where everybody was playing at uh, uh, on it for a time. And I think it is a little like that on Zoom as well. Like every when one was using it, someone else's wanted to try it. So of course it has the avalanche effect of it. Right. If ten people are using it, then ten, ten other people will try it because it's the hot new thing. But I think it wouldn't have the stability. I don't think it would have the uh, uh, the big thing of of, of staying right. as long as it has done without that, having the futures. That I, I I totally agree with that. That if it was a shit program, uh, right. even though it was promoted, not, even though it was promoted by all these people at the beginning of the year. It wouldn't be around right. still because people would have been like, well, yeah, I tried it and it's shit. It, it right. being a, a, a thing that works well for the quarantine is definitely why it became so popular. But initially, it was already popular with a certain group of people before coronavirus, is my point. And those are the people that did promote it to become even more popular. Would you agree with that? Yeah, but... Because somebody had to have used it first, and those people who were using it first were using it way before coronavirus even came around. Yeah. Because it was a big product before. Well, it was was big for a certain group of people who were business people. It wasn't big for everybody else. And now now schools and governments are paying Zoom, right? So this is the thing that I'm pointing out. If the dad of a corporation, if a dad of a corporation come home and see that they are struggling with the education, they could also go to the school and say, hey, guess what? In our corporate uh, environment, we are using Zoom. That would be something that would be much better than you. It goes for you as well. I think also it could work that way, that they were looking for something because it, it is very clear and I have like been on on Skype calls 
with with four people and 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 I wanted to mute people. Uh, so I, I know I know it, it it works better because you have you have a bigger uh, yes it works better. We we're agreeing that it works better. I agree. Right. <laughs> That's not the point. Is how did it get so popular? Is that it, it works better? Yes. But how did it initially? How did initially it get uh, recommended to people? Is because people were already using it. Sure. Yeah. And why weren't all these other people who were using it now using it then before COVID? Why weren't they? Because it was they because it had a forty-minute time limit, and other than that, you had to pay for it. That's why they weren't using it before. Now people are paying for it, and that's why it's so. Uh, profitable as well, right. correct? Yes. yes. Right. So that that brings into the point that how much th- Zoom now has a huge responsibility, correct? Oh, definitely. At, in the world, and what else out there is competing with Zoom is things like like we said, like Skype, like Discord, like Microsoft. Uh, what is it called? Um, Whatever the Microsoft thing is that nobody uses, uh, or something. Right. <laughs> um, uh, no clue. I've never used it in my entire life. Right, but I've heard of it. I just I don't know anybody who's ever used it. Um, hey, Google Hangouts. Does anybody remember that? Exactly. I think that. Right. Sorry, I didn't understand. Oh. But I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're keeping that in. Oh, yeah, we definitely are keeping that in. Google. Uh, I can't open websites. Shut up! Don't open the website, Google. How long is the Amazon River? Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, Google, stop. (laughs) Oh, so good. Jesus Christ. Uh, Um... (laughs) But yeah, uh, order. Yeah, does anybody remember Hangouts? Yeah, that was a good service. I think that Zoom. If if we were to cover Zoom this one year ago, just one year ago, yeah. December two thousand nineteen, yeah. yeah, we would would have covered yeah. it the same way if we were to cover Google Hangouts today, right? Mm. It was just something yes. that people used because they wanted to do a business meeting uh, at some point. But now Zoom is something completely different than that. And I think the reason it did get so popular is because those the people who were already using it, they went to their family members and everything else and said, hey, I'm using this for my business. Why don't we use this for our family meetings? Because I'm using it for my business meetings. And yes, I, it's yes. strange that the, the way that uh, the business mentality and the social mentality in the world can mesh together so succinctly, right? Like, your job is so interconnected with your family life, with your communication, that without even um, anybody questioning it, a business communication tool can just instantly become a tool of uh, social interaction, right? Right. And and Hangouts, uh, just right now, are actually closing their opportunity to call people. So uh, <laughs> Hangouts are is actually going to close down, more or less. Yeah, and I feel like Zoom is going to kind of... 
I think we're seeing this in, in a lot of different industries, and we're going to talk about it even more in the movie round, but uh, uh, monopolization of industries, right? Where Zoom right. is, is going to be... Like, um, when, uh, five years ago, if you were going to be like, I'm going to go and call somebody on the internet, you'd be like, we're going to Skype, right? Yeah. And it was just yeah. like generic, like... Uh, Kleenex. I'm I'm gonna blow my nose with a Kleenex. It's a tissue, right. but you say Kleenex. Now, when people say I'm gonna call somebody on the internet, they say I'm gonna yeah. go do a Zoom. They don't say I'm gonna Skype somebody anymore, or they don't say I'm gonna. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's a shift in the consciousness of our whole planet that is interesting to me. I don't know. What do you think about that? No, I, I agree, but it's kind of interesting because. For example, me and my dad. Uh, I haven't seen my dad since uh, last Christmas, like face to face, and we have used Zoom tremendously much. Oh yeah. Uh, like you, I said, that's you, the only reason I've used it. it is to, like, like I said, the only reason I've used it is to talk to family members. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And 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 we used WhatsApp for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Uh, and, and and that is a very good thing to have on your mobile. But if you're sitting in front of your computer, Zoom is better. The mobile yeah. app for Zoom is terrible, by the way. But, but, but that is also one of the things that I think has popularized it. Is that, uh, funny enough, that it isn't really a mobile app. That it concentrates to be on your computer on your or your Mac. Instead of like, oh, of course you can get it on a mobile. Right, but, but it makes sense it, because it's a business tool. What business meeting would you be doing through your cell phone with like 20 right. people? That doesn't make any sense. for it. So the way it, it was created, it was never created to be something that you could just use on your cell phone and talk to people. Uh, like right. like and Skype or like any other. Thing. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. And I, I also think that the thing that you don't go there and mess—it's—it's it, it's not a message app. It's right. not an app where you write a lot of messages. You can, but never—it's never used like that. And that's why we use like WhatsApp to communicate back and forth instead of sending SMS. I think the other interesting thing is there's all these functions on Zoom that I assume most regular people that are using it right now. <laughs> Have no yeah, use have for no use <laughs> because they're for business meetings, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, people, it's funny because especially online, people uh, what six months ago, five months ago, started using those functions uh, as a joke to be like, "Hey, look, right. we can create these funny ass memes in Zoom and create these." Uh, did you ever see Meme School from Memeulus? Yes. Right, on, yeah, on yeah. Zoom, and it was all just a big joke on Zoom, basically, of how Zoom is being used now. And I think it's just interesting that people uh, went to Zoom kind of in mass, you know what I mean? The uh, collective mind of the whole world being like, all right, we're using this now. That's so interesting mm -hmm. to me. I, I, I don't know, is that, am I crazy, or is that just like the most interesting thing ever? Uh, no, I, I totally agree. I totally, I totally agree. So where do you see Zoom in five years? Is it going to overtake everything? Is it 
uh, I, like like I said, I we would never use it. Uh, one because we have to pay for it, and two, uh, the text uh, part of it is terrible, and we do text a lot. I think they're going to update it at some point. I think right now Sorry? it. I think it is what it is right now, and I think at some point yeah. they're going to create a maybe a you know a um a version of zoom that's more apt to just be a, a social media platform and it'll okay, yeah. there'll be kind of like the business section and then there'll be the other section of zoom that's right. what i think that's what i see in five years but i do see it monopolizing the space of the uh, video conferencing apps for Do you sure soon will despair because of it no i mean skype skype yeah uh in five years yeah maybe not in five years but i can see zoom being buying up skype at some point if that yeah oh yeah oh yeah definitely anyway that was uh our final thoughts about that uh interesting topic if you want to talk about this or, or anything else that we have mentioned in the in the podcast you can uh, uh, email us at another digital citizen at gmail.com uh, another digital citizen at gmail.com I'm almost afraid to say gmail because I know what the G is for uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, um, anyway, uh, we are on Twitter at Podcast ADC. That's at Podcast ADC. We have a Facebook group. Uh, if you post something underneath uh, the Facebook group, we will probably read it in the next episode. Anything interesting? Colorado Christian, uh, earn your degree 100% online uh, from Colorado Christian University. Stop sending us spam, everybody. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> Even if there was an email, I wouldn't be able to know, wouldn't be able to find it because we have so much fucking spam in our email folder. <laughs> Somebody signed us up for some bullshit spam thing just to fuck with us. And I think it's funny. I think it's funny too. It's just annoying. Movie around, or as I'm going to name it soon, Fro is always right. Uh, I guess movie news, uh, movie theater news, I should say. Blockbuster movie season has been postponed due to COVID-19, from. Wow, really? Thanksgiving traditionally marks the start of the holiday season when movie studios studios typically make make a quarter of their profits for the entire year, Uh, you know, in between this week and the end of the year. Not this year, however. The theaters remain closed around the country due to coronavirus. Uh, Tis the season to be jolly, but not for Hollywood, from. So, yeah. uh, Obviously, we talked about all these movies getting bumped, you know, like James Bond. And what was the one you really wanted to see? Uh, Dune. 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 Right. Uh, But this, that's like, like it said... It's like most of their profit that happens in this two-month period for movie theaters and movie production companies. is They're not going to have that money. Uh, so what does that mean? It says here, nearly 70% of movie theaters could close permanently or, fo- forced, or be forced into bankruptcy by spring 2021, said the National Association of Theater Owners. From. Yeah. 
And if people think the coronavirus uh, thing, uh, coronavirus vaccine will help, you have no fucking clue. Absolutely not. You will not see numbers as as big as before the corona. We just it, the whole way we interact in large groups is it's changed, right? I'm, yeah. I think the thing is, like, we see this, uh, and we see nearly 70% could be permanently closed, but just while I was doing research for this to just, like, find out backup sources as far as, like, the 70% number, <laughs> I found article after article after article from all over the country in America of theater chains, or the, individual theaters, movie theaters closing all over the place, in malls, uh, mostly because uh, they can't pay the rent that the mall no. requires them to pay, and so the malls are kicking out the movie theaters because they aren't paying rent uh, because they don't have money because they're not bringing in any cash. And uh, let let me just say I'm not happy I'm right. I'm just saying that that uh, we have said this from a very early on that this will not go the world right way. And uh, the next article shows that as well. Can I read uh, some of that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I just went partly into it, but go ahead. Yeah. Our Europe- uh, European visitors are important to us. The site is currently not available to visitors from the European uh, economic area. While we work to ensure that your data is protected in, in- insurance with uh, able EU laws. So you can't see the website, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. I like how Fro read that to me, but he could have just gone to a VP- used his VPN and gone to that website before the show, but he just wanted to call me out for some reason. No, no, I, I thought it was funny. Oh, okay. Mm. Why are they blocking that article from you? That's I, weird. I, I don't fucking know. It, it's like a local NBC... Uh, like a local NBC article from Austin. I don't know why they would be... Hmm, that's weird. Did you see yeah, the no. list? They they came out with like a list... Well, we'll talk about it in the Jeremy round. Continue. Uh, have you seen any movies this week? I did. Uh, I watched a movie with my parents on Thanksgiving called Alice's Restaurant from... Okay. It's a uh, film based on a song... Of the same name. Uh, have you ever heard the song Alice's Restaurant? No. We'll get ready to have it sent to you right after the show. Arlo Guthrie uh, <laughs> made the song in the 60s. There was a guy named Arlo Guthrie who was like a big anti-war proponent. As well as oh, yeah. a, a folk folk singer. You know oh, what I mean? yes! 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 Of course! Yes, I've heard his song. Yes. Okay. Uh... And they made a movie based on that song. It was like a what folk rock blues thing. Uh, yeah, uh, I, we watched part of it, and then I watched the rest of it after after Thanksgiving. Um, it's interesting. I mean, it's a, it's definitely you can see how film has like uh, changed from then till now. This this looked like. Uh, it was made by, you know, like, a four-year-old, except it was probably, like, super advanced in 
what, eight or something. Okay. 1968. I was minus, minus uh, 11 years. Right, it's a Thanksgiving. Well, they it, it happens during Thanksgiving, so it's kind of a Thanksgiving movie, right? So. Okay. Cool. Oh, right. What should never, I? Ever heard of it, I'd probably give it a I don't know a five. It's right in the middle. It's nothing special. But how many Thanksgiving movies are there out there? <sighs> Not many. <laughs> so. Not that I can think of. There's a lot of a. Uh... Of uh, Christmas ones. Yeah. Sure. There's a lot of Christmas movies. There's a lot of uh, Valentine's Day movies. There's a lot of uh, New Year's movies. It's not think- I, for some reason, they don't make Thanksgiving. Probably because it's not... It's like localized to United States, Canada, and it wouldn't really be profitable in the rest of the world to make a Thanksgiving movie, right? I've seen a movie that looked that was amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cough, cough. Uh, I've seen Super Intelligence. It's a comedy with Melissa McCarthy. Do you know? Do you need to know anymore? Right. She's amazing. So I'm assuming it's a fantastic film. It is so good. I gave it a three. Uh, it's. It's it's terrible. Uh, What's it about? So this AI come comes to Earth. uh, Wait, AI or alien? Sorry. No AI. Okay. uh, To 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 decide to either enslave, save, or destroy humanity, and it is. up to her to prove to this AI that we are uh, uh, worthy of saving. Okay. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that sound amazing? Uh, by the way, James Corden <laughs> is the super intelligence. Oh my I gosh. Mean, mm-hmm. Talk about... <laughs> really? Of all the people they could pick, they had to pick James Corden for the super intelligence? I know. Talk about irony. I mean, really, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's a shit movie. I but gave it the three, like I said. I strangely sounds like something I want to see, though, which is horrible. It's a bad sign I mean, for me shit. and my own personal mental health, but I do want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> you should really, really should watch it. Okay. Uh, I saw Run this week. Oh, I heard about that movie. Right, didn't you watch it last week? Yes. Yeah, okay. I didn't know if you recommended it to me this week or last week. But, yeah, you recommended it to me last week. Um, Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Right, it's a movie about... Jeez, how can you describe this movie without... um, Spoiling it? Right, it's about a a girl who has... uh, Who is paraplegic, right? According, like, in the... She's trying to live her life, and her mother is very um, controlling. Overprotective. Overprotective. There we go. Yes. And we find out some crazy stuff about what her mother's actually doing with her life, uh, Mm -hmm. because the girl is obviously stuck at home being paraplegic, and I'm not going to go any further than that, yeah? 
I, I think that's that's a good description. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What What did you think about this amazing movie? I really liked it. Um, so good. I thought it kind of it had some predictable points to it, but then of course, yes. at other points it was like. Uh, it's predictable, but it's exactly what I want to happen. Specifically... Yes! Uh, yes! And it's so, so, so good. Right, exactly. Like, uh, I can't even say anything without ruining it. <laughs> so I'm not yeah. going to say anything, but uh, overall I'm going to give it an 8. Well, no. What did I give it? Oh, yeah, I gave it an 8. And that ending scene is one of the most, like, disturbing and best ending scenes I have seen in the movie in a long time. It reminded me of something uh, also recently, but I can't put my finger on it. Um, but yeah, it reminded me of an, another movie or, or TV show, but I can't, yeah. Cool. <laughs> hey, look, I saw the Christmas Chronicles 2 on Netflix this week. Did you see the first one of those, or...? <laughs> Do you, do you think I saw the first? I, I don't know. You saw the second one, so maybe you were like, i got to check out the sequel to Christmas Chronicles. I don't know. Maybe you had it on like your notifications on your phone. It was like, bro, Christmas Chronicles 2 is out. <laughs> Maybe it was my dis- uh, my 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 turn to decide what movie we're going to watch this right. week. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it was someone else that picked this movie. Um, it's it's okay. I mean, it's Kirk Russell and Goldie Hawn. I really think that uh, this mean elf that is trying to uh, delete Christmas is maybe the most fun part of it. Alf? Uh, like Alf, I... like the puppet from the 1980s TV show Alf, or? No. <laughs> I wish. Oh, and okay. Alf. Oh, an elf! I was like, oh, now I gotta see this. If Alf's in it, I would watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not Alf. Elf. Now this dog. Elf. But yeah, no, I I have to say that I saw the first one, but I, uh, this week as well. So I saw both of this. Oh, you did? Both okay. So my my funny joke was not just a funny joke. It actually you actually no. did see the first one. That's hilarious. I, I did I did see the first one, but the thing is like, okay, so me me and my girlfriend we live very 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 long apart. Yes, like she lives far away, and and she like we decide each other uh, like when we have the. Uh, 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 each week is our week. Like we decide what other ones saw. Like I saw Bollywood Wives on TV this week. Oh, I forgot to talk about that. Okay, that was a very fun fun show. Okay, I, I had it's on Netflix. I give it a five point five. But uh, yeah, the first Christmas Chronicles I have heard of. I don't think I have seen it before. But this Christmas Chronicles two has been very, very much commercial on Norwegian-like things. Like, oh, really? For example, uh, yeah, like when I was on, on TV2 and, 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 and VG, uh, VG uh, they like have commercials about it all the fucking time, and I was like, I guess, guess that's interesting. The first movie is 
worse, I think, than the second one. So I recommend the second one more than the first one. And that is not very... It's not very usual that you go... The first movie was worse, but I think it was worse. Okay. But I, that's because I liked... I liked I like the story of number two better than I like the first one. Do you have to watch the first one to see the second one is the big question everybody out there is asking. <laughs> Not really. Okay. Do you have to watch either of them ever at all for any reason? Not really. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you give them a number? Uh, the first one I give a five. This I give a 5.5. Okay, let's check out another movie that came out this week. The Croods 2. With my best friend, it's been a lot of moves. All the moves. Have you seen the first one? Look at all this food. I don't think I did. Me neither. But the characters look familiar, so I think I saw the trailer. Oh, I see the trailer for the first one. Right. Right this way. Because I remember the grandma. That's the thing that's, like, right. actually standing out to me. None of the other characters, really, are stand Like, they don't... They're not, like, characters that, like, are really... Uh, what's a good word for it? Um, noticeable. You know, like Shrek or something like that. You only smell the feet you want to smell. Right. Amber Crude, think you could spend your tomorrow with me. I do. It would never leave us. The animation is kind of like it's good, but it's not like super. Um, yeah, I mean, it just looks like Ice Age. Yeah, a little. I can see what you mean. I mean, it's DreamWorks. It kind of, but it looks a little like bad DreamWorks. Uh, I, I think it's kind of updated DreamWorks. Really? Yeah, a little bit. One of my favorite movies of all time is DreamWorks movie. I think you know which one. You know which one? Oh. Did you notice that Grandma had the David Bowie face paint? Yeah. Definitely not a coincidence. No. Clothesline. Alright, we can stop there, apparently. So, Luke, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? The Crude's A New Age. Searching for a safe habitat, the prehistoric Crude family discovers an idealistic walled-in paradise that meets all of its needs. Unfortunately, they must also learn to live with the better mans, a family that that's a couple of steps steps above the crudes on the evolutionary ladder. As tensions between the new neighbors start to rise, a new threat soon propels both clans on an epic adventure that forces them to embrace their differences, draw strength from one another, and survive together. Oh. Okay, 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, 90% of Google users liked it. I think I need to see the first one. From the description, it sounds like a pro-gentrification uh, uh, fi- film for kids, doesn't right. it? Right, okay. Yeah. 
I don't mind that. Uh, it's not great. Uh, I went to the Facebook. They actually had one. <laughs> Lauren Woof- Woodfin, not as good as the first. It just felt like they tried hard to be funny, and it ended up being really cheesy. Uh, but Raymond Holmes says, saw it twice already, really enjoyed it. Definitely plan on buying a digital copy after it, it's released in digital. Uh, Israel Vargas says, the movie was good, good, but the first one was way better. Uh, Cam Santos said, charming story with an unspecific... This is from Google, by the way. Uh, charming story with an un... Uh, expected twist that makes you smile and laugh out loud and take away the crazy world we live in innovative environment amazing visuals but with a lot of very relatable uh, moments felt really like a fun and age appropriate sequel uh, but Rachel did not like this and gave it one star it had so much potential, and I really liked certain parts, but I'm so tired of kids' movies being scary. Seriously, what are you thinking? I had to walk out because it bothered my six-year-old too much. I haven't. Uh, uh, I have so good memories going to movies as kids. Why couldn't they just make something normal and good? Uh, something else that came out last weekend, uh, Last Call, uh, it's Last Call time. For, a lo- for a local tavern, and before the night's over, the tabs will be permanently settled, Tro. It's a horror movie. Uh, I don't think I want to see that. Uh, Stardust, uh... Stardust will chronicle the young David Bowie's first visit to the U.S. in 1971, a trip that inspired the invention of his uh, alter ego, Ziggy Stardust, directed by Gabriel Range, and has Johnny Flynn that plays David Bowie. Never heard of him. No, but maybe that's good. It's always better to have a a no-name sometimes be like a a real character as opposed to somebody that's yeah. well known because it throws you out of the um, aesthetic of like it being a yeah. historical figure yeah. in my opinion but yeah so which uh, movie of this would you go and see none of these I think would probably be the answer but which one I <laughs> that... if I was forced to watch one of these three movies which one would I, would I watch uh <laughs> None of them seems very interesting, to be honest. Uh, I guess Stardust. I don't know. What about you? Yeah. yeah no, this is a hard week to decide which one it would be. Hey, do you like books? Well, of course you like books. You want one for free? I mean, 110% free? Well, go to Audible Trial dot com slash another digital citizen that's all the slash another digital citizen next week we will talk of news of the week i am going to guess it's a long time since we have had a guess of what we will talk about next week something to do with uh the coronavirus turning people to werewolves 
Uh, okay. And we will have Trump bathing naked in front of the White House. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think we're probably going to see uh, Kellyanne Conway uh, uh, play... Uh, Throw out, throw out the opening pitch at a, a baseball game and mess it up, mm-hmm. right? Oh, that's that's a good one. And then uh, we're going to see the Melania Trump statue uh, is going to come to life like the movie Mannequin from the 1980s. <laughs> Remember that movie? <laughs> what? That's a shitty movie. Uh, Moonbase 8, uh, episode 5, the penultimate episode. Ooh, I like that word, penultimate. I don't feel uh, season 2 of this this one. I don't know about you, bro, but... No, definitely not. Uh, another digital review of all my life. Is that a um, movie about all my life, maybe? It's a movie about boys to men. Boys to men? <laughs> Treated someone like you. Like you. You're <laughs> <laughs> oh, so old and goofy. <laughs> uh, and our main topic will be five best and worst childhood books. And that is books from uh, that are uh, recommended from one year to 15 years or old. Or ones that we, con- we, we enjoyed during the, that time period, I guess, right? Right, right, right. So that will be cool. All right, uh, Jeremy Corner. Uh, yeah. Uh, for some, well, YouTube uh, has started running uh, ads for sp- uh, Joe Rogan on Spotify in the ad breaks of YouTube <laughs> of YouTube uh, uh, videos now. At least here in America. Have you seen any of these? I heard rumors of this. I YouTube is one of the very few things I actually pay for. Because uh, it's uh, very... I use it at night on my mobile phone. And oh, okay. It's, yeah, the only time I ever yeah. see ads is when I'm on my phone. When I'm watching, you know... But I, I don't pay for <laughs> premium. But... Uh, yeah. No, I have premium because I use their... Actually, I, just, I use their service. Isn't it hilarious though that they're promoting like going off of YouTube, like yeah, <laughs> to go to the Joe, watch Joe Rogan on a whole other platform? But they are getting paid for the ads, right? So it's kind of like I don't know. It's it's not win win for them for sure. Uh, there was a boxing fight this week. I don't know if you heard about this. <laughs> right, I saw the ads for it. I didn't. I don't even know who won or anything. Uh, Mike Tyson uh, boxed Ray Jones Jr. Uh, it was uh, uh, what did you call it when they get uh, 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 the same amount of points? They're old. Oh, I'm uh, a draw. <laughs> they are old. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Jake Paul won his match in the second round in knockouts. Right, I heard that. That I did hear, the whole Jake Paul thing. Yeah. Um, he's actually 
doing really well in his boxing thing, even yeah. though he's a horrible person who doesn't believe COVID's real, but that's fine. Um, yeah, what else? They came out with oh, this list of YouTube channels. What? what? Go, go ahead. No, you said, oh, we need to save this for the Jeremy round, and you were going to say something. That's what I was about to say. Uh, they, there's been multiple lists recently of people trying to compile YouTube channels and put them in, like, categories as in political categories, as in left, right, center, uh, far left, far right. They, they came, Somebody came out with a list. You can look this up of, like, all these different YouTube channels of which are far left, which are far right, and all these other things. And it's very interesting to see what they, what the, this group of people who compiled this list think is far right and far left. It's very broken. Let's just say that. Where is PewDiePie? He, he, I didn't see him on there. There were certain people they left completely off of the list, by the way. But they did put... Um, they did put people like H.A. Goodman. You know who that is? I do, yeah. He was in the left category. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's the most funny thing I have heard all day. Shoe on head? Oh. Brainlet? Shoe on head? You know who she is? Yeah. Big Bernie yeah. supporter? Right, she's yeah. right, far right leaning, by the way. Far right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there you go, that's what, they have no idea what's happening on YouTube, apparently. That is so fucking funny. You need to send me a link to that. Okay, yeah, I won't. Oh, gosh, that's funny. Whew. <laughs> don't know where to go from here. Uh, well, there was... Did you watch the uh, Frenemies podcast yesterday? Oh, it was so fun. It was, but again, so not a podcast, guys. No, no. <laughs> Doing goat yoga yeah. is the opposite of a podcast. <laughs> Literally, as opposed to being a podcast as you can be, is goat yoga. <laughs> but I, I feel so fucking sorry for uh, eventually the kids stuff. Trisha and Moe is going to have Jesus Christ the students. I feel like she odd, I odd couple. They're definitely gonna be like uh they'll be spoiled. That's what I feel about those yes. kids. Right? So that they have going for them. But like they had this massive breakup. Uh Last week, they didn't, like, even talk about it. It was so new, the breakup. And then go and buy a fucking house together? I know. You've known people in your life, probably, that are this way with relationships, though, right? Where, like, they fight, and then they get back together, and then they fight again, and then they get back together. It's, like, part of their relationship for some reason. I know, I've known people like this in my life that are still together to this day. <laughs> And they so, seem so fucking not, like, a couple that I would think would keep together as well. as like, he this... seems, like, very grounded, and she does not. 
<laughs> yeah, but sometimes that, you know, opposites attract. There's that whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. sure. and, but I, the what, thing that scared me was when she said uh, about the kid, kids, or having yeah. kids, is that she's like, we're both the same, we're both at that age. Like, the, yeah. there's just this age, magical age, where you're just supposed to have children. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's scary to me. and it, But it is true. There, that's the mentality. I don't know if it is in Norway. There's a mentality in America. I'm this age. I have to have kids now. Yeah, like I told my dad, it's never, ever going to happen. <laughs> and yet, I'm getting too old to have kids now. Like I never wanted kids. I Maybe I was taught in the early 90s too much about overpopulation, but I've never, I've always thought having kids was a bad idea. <laughs> Did you see the last uh, Trump uh, lawyer thing in Arizona? No, what happened? Maybe I did. So Trump lawyers and uh, and members of the Arizona state legislatures, mm -hmm. they were uh, holding a public uh, uh, hearing on election integrity. Okay. It was very interesting. Yeah, every one of the lawsuits, I think there were 70-something lawsuits yeah. that the Trump... Yeah, they've all been, uh, they've all not worked, I guess, is the, is the thing. So, we're definitely, uh, I think they said Joe Biden's getting his first briefing yesterday, or yesterday he got his first briefing, or maybe it was today, one or the other. Right. So, we're moving so, into a Joe Biden pres presidency, and his cabinet well, is looking horrible. Yes, the cabinet looks t awful. But I, I uh, Trump has said that there will be a surprise uh, when when they do the road call or whatever they need. Roll call? Oh, for what? Yeah, for Georgia of the uh, uh, delegates. Oh, something? the delegates for the actual uh, like electing the actual. Okay, right. So he has said that he will not go out of the office before that will happen and that they have something planned for that. Right. I'm. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe that's the big, uh, the big thing that they've been talking about uh, yeah. being the big bombshell or whatever. Maybe this, what you're talking about is it, but I, I don't see anything the happening. The college road call is maybe what I'm thinking of. I feel, I feel like they're just still fundraising and they're getting a bunch of money from a bunch of idiots by putting out all this garbage that means nothing, you know what I mean? Because they're still okay. getting money from people right now for the Trump campaign. Uh, there's uh, This is an interesting rumor that Trump is going at the inauguration, while he's inaugurating Biden, will announce that he's running in 2024. Have you heard this? Right. I am heard heard about that. That's super, I mean, that would be drama for your mama, you know what I mean? Yeah. Have you heard of the Pokemon drama? Pokemon? Or Pokemon? Pokemon drama? Pokemon, okay. No, I haven't heard about Pokemon. this. So, uh, there's this guy called Fessbinder, or whatever his name is. Okay. Like, I'm not into any of these people, by the way. Uh, that has uh, said that uh, sh she tricked him to believing that there was 
more between them than just friendship. Okay. It has been uh, like document after document after document back and forward on the internet. So that has been interesting to keep a little eye on. Destiny has kept an eye on it for me. Okay. Uh, but the game theorist, I need to talk about this. They had a stream 17 hours ago. Uh, uh, getting a hundred million dollars uh, for the St. Jude Hospital. A hundred uh, million dollars? Jeez. No, one million. Sorry. Okay, I was like, a hundred million dollars? That's just crazy. Uh, that can't be one, real. One million. <laughs> okay, that sounds more reasonable. So, okay. Sorry. <laughs> one, one million. <laughs> sorry! <laughs> I'm Norwegian. One million dollar. For Saint Pete's uh, Saint Jude's and uh, yeah, uh, uh, Mr. Beast, Mark Blair, Dream was there, Pokemon, uh, very very many people. So you can go back and watch that fun uh, racer. I think it was like ten hours or something. They had some very fun segments. Oh, cool! All right, that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's pretty much. It for this week. Yeah, other than the hundred thousand diamond, that's Mr. Beasts. Yeah, that was a fun video. Uh, yeah, I, I can see them doing more of those in the future with different, um, different Contestant. laser com, different laser combinations and different people. Yeah, right. Very funny. One of the courses where they go uh, and. Uh, the podium is empty and the diamond is on the other side. <laughs> that was funny. When they tricked them. It just looked like something that I would... It would be fun to do with, like, a group of people, even just without yeah. money on the line, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now I don't have anything else. Uh, from Norway, uh, very cold, very cool, but very happy to be here. Thank you for listening. My name is Fro. My name is Luke from the U.S. Of A. Of of A. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Oh.